And we're back, ladies and gentlemen. Steve Strasinski here of the Four Outdoorsmen with my buddy Sam to my left and Mark to his left and Mark's kid, Nicky Boys, in studio with us again after baseball practice. Hey, hey Nick, how did baseball practice go today? Well, he said good. Good, Uncle Steve. Yeah. I love you so much. Yeah. yeah. You he, do so much for me. I, I wish you were my coach. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not my dad. You should yeah. be. I mean, you were... I personally know someone that was a college coach and player. I mean, you should be out there I should coaching be out me. There. Yeah, I like, couldn't even make varsity, and I'm coaching every team there is, and I'm sitting next to a guy who played college ball. Yeah, I, I would be like that that, uh, that that brutal coach on Bad News Bears who mm-hmm. would just treated his kids like crap and made them do 40 push-ups yep. every time they made an error, that kind of thing. That would be me. I was teaching uh, Nick how to trash talk in the lobby. Really? Oh, yeah. I was the king of trash talk. Sports are 80% mental. It's and amazing you how good you are game. trash talking when you're six seven. Yeah, like you got it. Yeah, like you have. Well, to. they don't see who's yelling it from the dugout. <laughs> I do a sure. little higher pitched voice when I do it. <laughs> yeah, but uh, like I told Nick, you know, whenever we get into a huddle, you know, you say like Royals on three, one, two, three, Royals. I used to always yell, "We're either gonna beat them on the field or we're gonna beat them in the parking lot." Royals on three. Yeah, like like the old bumper sticker I've seen. We've all seen it. What it says. Everyone's got these. So my kids an honor student. My kids this. And I've seen the bumper sticker that says, my kid can beat the crap out of your honor student. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's funny. That's, that's for me. That's that hey, me. listen, welcome, everybody, to the Four Outdoorsman. We have a lot of fun here. We got some, Let's talk about our sponsors first right now and get wow. out of the way because we yeah. have one hell of a show tonight. We're going to start out with uh, uh, Byron Ellertson. He's up at Lake of the Woods. Get a re- report from him up there. And Tackle Terry Toom is going to talk about fishing and how his weekend went at uh, Lake Pepin, which is a lake we never talk about. And uh, we got, and then after that, of course, the second half I'll of the show. I'll give a Minnetonka report. You can give a Minnetonka report. And uh, uh, a couple of the late ladies from California will give an ocean report. They caught the biggest fish of all, kind of. I, I read that story. It was unbelievable. Yeah, Julie uh, McSorry, I think it is. And, and uh, Liz, uh, Liz, hang on, Liz. I think it's I think it's Cotriel. We I both we have is. both ladies are going to be on. Yeah, That's both ladies. Amazing. Yeah, they're and they're really good friends. They're next to their uh, matter of fact, they're in the same place right now. They'll have their cell phones. It's going to be a lot of fun. A great conversation. But they literally got swallowed, not swallowed, but uh, taken down by a whale in the ocean. Uh, That's a great story. It sounds almost phony. It sounds almost like they should make a movie out of it. So. It's going to be a lot of fun uh, tonight in the Four Outdoors. Mark, what do we got for sponsors? Who are we thanking today? We got <clears> to do that. Well, a lot of people make this show possible, so thank you very much. Power Lodge picked up my boat last week. I saw that. And uh, it, it turned over right away. They got it running great. Um, I set up the trolling motor wires faulty, so I had an issue with that, but well, I fixed it. How do you do it. that? That's impossible. Red on red, black on black. Well, they just... Um, so, do you want me to go into the store? Let's, let's finish our sponsors first. Um, I would like to thank Power Lodge. Did a great job. Um, I'd like to thank Blackfish Gear. I wore my Blackfish Gear, and I burned everywhere on my body except for where I had my Blackfish Gear on. So the SPF clothing really helped out. Um, what else do we have? Devil's Lake Tourism. Yep, Devil's Lake Tourism, one of our favorite places to go catch some walleye, some jumbo perch. Um, and speaking of Blackfish, I got a couple new shirts. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um to lose a couple of pounds to make sure I feel confident <laughs> in them. Uh, but who else we got? We got Balsam, Balsam Beach, Beach Resort. Resort. And, Clint, uh, Clint and Patty are fantastic. They still have some spots this summer, so sign up there. Go to Balsam Beach Resort, and uh, I will be there. When are you guys going up there? I'm going up there over my birthday, so it's going to be the middle of July. Perfect. With my in-laws, and I'm excited to catch some fish. I talked to I talked to Clint today, as a matter of fact, and talking wanted to get some ice out conditions and whatnot, and they've got a lot of campers there. They're all booked up and all that. And not a whole lot of people joined them for the, the the cabins because they weren't even sure they could be out there. So he hasn't gotten his docks in yet. He's getting his docks in the next day or two, and they're ready to kick some butt. So uh, we won't get much of a fishing report from Clint or Patty tonight on Lake Plantagenet. That's Balsam Beach Resort. But next week we'll have them on and see how their first week went as well. So. Man, what a busy weekend, though. It was beautiful weather for yeah. opener, man. We and uh, the kids and my wife went for a four-wheeler ride last night, and it was just beautiful. Wind was kind of breezy. It was, you know, the sun, no humidity. It was just a beautiful night to be out. You know, you can't make people happy. I, I've worked uh, probably mm-hmm. nine or ten Twins games already, and I might have had two that were fair 
and, and worth just enjoying yourself at the ballpark. The, the day that Sam went last week was a good day. But the night before, it was all the rain and people getting yeah. evacuated from the stadium and all that. One of my, my team lead guys, his name is C, as a matter of fact. His name is C. And uh, we're talking about the, we had such a crappy spring. All of a sudden, he says, now, hang on, folks. Don't get excited about this nice weather because it's going to be 90 next week, which is I mean, right about now, whatever. He's, and he was complaining about being 90 degrees when we've gone through, you know, 10 below and crappy spring for the next last seven months. I'll take 90. Give me 90, <laughs> give me 90 for a week straight. I could handle a couple days as long as it was chased with a nice 70-degree no humidity. I don't like the humidity. But speaking of weather, um, this is a friendly reminder to get your late spring, early summer food plots in. Uh, get that corn planted. If you got an 80-day, 90-day corn, start getting that in. We're hitting the 60-degree mark, so it's planting season, baby. I don't have to do that because I have friends who have properties that okay. do all that work for me. And yeah. If I want to go shoot a turkey or a deer, I just go knock on your door. Yep. Yeah. And you are more than welcome, yeah. sir. Sure. But uh, it seems like a lot of work. It's so worth it. It's, you know, it's the... The fruits of a labor of being a farmer. Um, it's just honestly. I'm so jealous when I see you in the tractor. It's like I so want to drive Green a tractor. Green Acres is Man. the place to be. You know, I tell you what, this is an old story, but someone I heard on the radio from Rice Lake, Wisconsin says, you want to become a millionaire? Start with $10 million and then become a farmer. Oh, <laughs> you can add that joke for any anything, right? Yeah, I, heard that about, I actually heard that about professional fishing a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. If you want to become a millionaire as a professional fisherman, you must start out a billionaire. Yeah, that's about <laughs> it, yeah. But yeah, plant those food plots, get those uh, spots ready for the deer. They're looking for food, especially with all this wet, wet, wet weather. You gotta gotta give them some food. We gotta talk a little bit about fishing because that's what this is all about today. Now, Mark, you were on the water. I was I was fishing I was. a little bit today. My wife and I went out and pretended like we were fisher persons, but we had fun. Uh, not a whole lot happened, but we had fun. It was a beautiful day in the water. But after, this was the opener for walleyes in the state of Minnesota, the biggest fishing day of the year, of course. It was a national and were you national fishing? holiday for us. I did not fish on Saturday opener because I had uh, two baseball games. And my niece graduated from college, so I went down to see Congratulations. her graduation. My niece, Bronwyn Zeman, who is um, going to be moving to California uh, to go follow a boyfriend who's going to graduate school. Congratulations. And um, But I did go Friday because I love every year going to Minnetonka for, for around the crappie contest time because they're all in the shallow. It's a lot of fun. I... I saw some amazing things. I got a warning from the DNR. What? <laughs> so here's, there's a lesson there. You While know, you were on your boat? Yeah. So I was getting ready. I wasn't fishing yet. I don't think I could have physically gotten a ticket for it, but um, I was setting up and the trolling motor didn't work because I forgot one connection. Luckily, I, uh, my friend Jim put it on with a needle nose. But um, anyway, we're, we're fiddling around with that. Two nice DNR officers come up. And start a conversation. That's their job. I understand completely. And they checked to see if I had a throwable, which I did. They checked to see if I had a uh, fire extinguisher, what I with, which I did. And then they asked for my license. And I know I bought a license because for the first time in my life, I bought a three-year license. How much was that? Seventy some dollars. I believe we figured out to save a couple bucks. I don't really care about saving the bucks. I just don't want to have right. to buy it again. It's super convenient. Anyway, I go on my phone. I put it on my Dropbox, so I have it everywhere I go. It's a shared file. I'm scrolling through, and I can't see it. I can't find it, and I start panicking. And once I start panicking, my my brain goes blank. Yeah. So I'm checking my photos because I take a screenshot. I'm checking my Dropbox. I can't find it. I'm checking my emails. I can't find it. I'm like, listen, fellas, I know I bought one. I can't find it. I'm so sorry. And... Um, but don't they have a way to check? I said, do you have a way to check? And I gave him my ID. I don't think he did. He just said, he, he said, you have to have it available. I'm going to give you a warning. So I got a warning. And then I went home to look at my Dropbox. I had it labeled hunting and fishing. So I figured that it, I didn't think that was the license. So I didn't look at it. That's a bummer. You think they would, though, because, you know, when you get pulled over by a police yeah. officer, even if you don't have your driver's license, you can give them your, your full name, yeah. date of birth, and they can look you up on their system. You would think the DNR would have that ability especially fishing i mean i bet they do if they have to and again i'm not blaming no. the dnr officers they were doing their job it was my fault for screwing up and not having it well, we've been doing the show for about seven eight years right now you're the mm -hmm. only one of the four outdoorsmen who's ever been busted by the dnr twice <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> you were. Oh, no, no. Ice not. fishing. Leaving oh, your fishing yeah, rod. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then you two SOBs took my four-wheeler, and I get a $190 ticket oh, in the mail. Right. So we've had four violations. Yeah, yeah, four yeah. Yeah. We're trying to teach people how to fish and hunt and do, a, and do the right thing, and we've all been busted. Yeah, well, that's all right. Hey, yeah, how do you yeah. learn? You learn from failures. I think you do. Yeah, I think you do. Do we, uh, do we want to go through... Um, shout outs now, or do you want to do it next next segment? Oh, uh, why don't you do it now, and then I'll tell you what. If you have a couple of minutes, I've got some really cool Barron County police reports. When that is you would Byron like to going to be on? Uh, six twenty. We have nothing until six twenty. Oh, okay. Um, our and tackle Terry Tuma, they were both in the same segment. No, no, no. Yeah, same segment, but ten minutes behind each other. Okay. Correct. Yeah. Um, thank you everyone for writing a shout out. This is a big one because it's opener. Everyone's out. Everyone's enjoying the weather. Thank you everyone for writing in. The shout out picture is a picture of my friend Jim who came out with me on Friday. Um, I can talk more about that in Minnetonka as well, but uh, let's get through these. Twin Cities Wallers Unlimited says, hope everyone had a safe and successful opener. Looking forward to our club outing on Buffalo Lake next Saturday. Uh, Justin Zeiss says, few toads on the pond this weekend with a great picture. Patricia Mueller says, nothing to do with fishing because it was too windy, but a great day for a baptism of our son's twin boys. That is a great thing. That's awesome. Tracy Corona says, Winnie, great bite, especially out on the big water in the five-foot swells today. They were hitting shiners, fats, and rainbows. Didn't seem too fussy. Six to 14 feet of water. Steve Rennenberg, our good friend from Ely, says, There was a lot of fantastic walleye fishing up here in the Ely area. Um, Cameron Jacobson says, Fishing was slow, but I filled my turkey tag. That's just as important. Mark Burkhammer says, Spooner, Wisconsin area this morning. Lots of big crappies there. Bill Katz from Katz Cover says a couple for the pan. Have a great show. Uh, Justin Zeiss has some pictures. Brian Amberg says shot the Lineys 200 Sporting Clays tournament and gain unlimited. Waiting to see if we get to take home the coveted paddle. Mark Burkerman mentioned that he caught a few uh, nice uh, crappies here the last couple of days. They were up in Lake McKenzie in Spooner. Mark is our neighbor across the street in Shatek. So uh, thanks for listening to the show, Mark and Leslie. To have, it's great having you guys neighbors, but I'll tell you, that's, that's the truth. I was going to say, it was, uh, it's great to see so many new uh, people on our shout-out. Yeah, like that, yeah. That's awesome. We appreciate that. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, I've got one real quick one. A guy named Kelly stopped me at the Minnesota Twins game that I was working a couple of days ago. And, of course, I, he goes, hey, Strewman. And I says, oh, man, good to see you. He goes, you don't know me. <laughs> he either recognized my face from our website or the voice or something. From He's a listener. And his name is Kelly, and I forgot his last name. I promised him he, kno- do, he knows. I would do a shout-out. But, Kelly, hey, thanks for, for reaching out in the Minnesota Twins game. And too bad uh, they sucked that day. But uh, next time you come to the ballpark, look me up, and uh, I'd love to BS with you for, for, for a little bit. Love, love talking with, with uh, some of the listeners. I tell you what, I've seen you in your element there. You are perfect for that, Strew. Yeah, you, you really you are, are made man. to do that job. If you go to the Twins game, find Strew, mm-hmm. and he makes you feel like a million bucks. Screw the game. I'd like to have a lot of fun. Do you want to talk? No, let's yeah, talk I'll Minnetonka. Talk Minnetonka. So we caught a bunch of crappies. They were, they were in the shallows, but I experienced one of the most incredible things I've ever seen. On Minnetonka, uh, we, we moved away from the normal spot, and we went into like um, a, a, a little channel where there's a lot of boat slips. And you basically. got swallowed by a whale. That. Okay. And we went in there and looked in the water. I, we probably saw three, 400 fish just swimming everywhere. Big crappies, big bass. That's cool. Carp, crop, like bluegills. It was unbelievable. They were all kind of lethargic, but we could get a few to bite. But I've never seen that in my life. Like with the polarized glasses, it was there was a hundred feet. All you could see was fish. How wow. deep was it? Three feet, four feet. It oh, was like a so boat. Cool. Like so, if you if you're on Minnetonka area, go. There's so many boat slips in Minnetonka and little man-made channels that go back to culverts or where water flows in stuff yeah. like that. They are absolutely packed. Now they're not all hot to trot bite, but it was one of the most incredible sights I've ever seen. Too bad you couldn't get a, a, a decent photograph or a video of that. Yeah. Because that's cool. Because you needed polarized glasses to see them well. You could still see them on the surface, but polarized glasses, you could see them well. And one thing that happened to me was, um, and everyone's had this, but I, I caught a small bluegill, and then I thought I snagged a log. And so I'm like, oh, no. So I'm pulling really hard, right? And finally it goes, and the biggest bass I've seen in my entire life had, a, had it and, and came up. Like after, oh, so I, so I pulled awesome. the bluegill out of out of the bass's mouth, 
The bass, I mean, I, I'm telling you, I've fished my entire life. I've never seen a bass that big. It was wow. one of the most That's incredible so cool. experiences. Now, that'd even be more interesting to yep. see on a video, wouldn't it? Yeah, wow. and what a guy right next to us was spear fishing or was bow, um, bow fishing carp. Right. And we just sat there and watched him. In one spot, he looked five feet in front of him, and he had a bucket full of fish. Just They'd swim by, plunk them. It was, it was just a great experience. I had an experience like that one time. Um, well, you were saying, like, you thought you got a log, you know? It's when you don't expect to catch a good fish. That uh, was happening once we were out fishing, and we were probably a couple hundred yards away, from, maybe a hundred yards away from the dock, and someone had to go to the bathroom or anything. I was like, oh, I'll just put the trolling motor on 10, and we'll go there. You know, you're going at like three and a half, you know, four miles an hour, whatever it is. And I accidentally let my line out, and I uh, all of a sudden – my rod just bent in half. I was like, oh, crap, I got snagged. So I, like, shut the trolling motor off, and here it was, like, a 26-inch walleye. Oh, and I was, I was going as fast as the trolling <laughs> motor would go, and all of a sudden I, I was like, oh, man, I got snagged. So I lo- it's such a crazy feeling. I love uh-huh. it. That's so cool, though. Yep. I, I did, and you said the bass, like, came out of the water? Yeah, like, so it didn't leave the water, but I – I dislodged basically the bluegill from its mouth, and then it, it was like That's right so behind cool. it. All I saw was a big tail, and I saw it was a largemouth bass. And um, I, I've never seen one swirl in the water and move water like that. That's it was just, so cool. It was just a tank. So one of my um, neighbors, one of my neighbors in Chautauqua, Wisconsin, David Snap. Uh, he's about a forty-year-old kid. He asked if he could park his four-wheeler in my yard when he went. He dropped off his boat, and I said, "Yeah, go ahead." I've known him for many, many years. He came back in about an hour and a half, not more than two hours, and he had a basket full of at least 20 beautiful, beautiful bluegills. And he said he let, he let the bigger ones go, and there had to be a bunch of 9, 10 inches in there, mm-hmm. beautiful little fish. He said, you know, this is, this is too easy today. Anybody can catch fish today. I'm going out there. Bob Krejci, my buddy, is going on the Lake Chautech with us on Wednesday morning, and he and his, he's bringing his brothers out there, and I'm going to go with him. And try to catch some of those big, beautiful bluegills. It'd be a lot of fun. It's supposed to be beautiful tomorrow and Tuesday as well. You know what I love is all these traditions. I was I was talking to um, an acquaintance or whatever. Let's all say it. Uh, and he was excited for opener. And I think we talked. It was Travis Frank. I think we talked to. Yeah. Where they go at the middle in the middle of the night. Like he's like, oh, I can't wait. You know, at three a.m. Me and my, you know, my brother, we're going. Yeah. And he has. Uh, I'll tell you guys about this. Um, and I'm. Gonna, we'll eventually get him on the air because he has a little bar and resort on Rush Lake, which and, is just north of the Twin Cities. Yeah, yeah, right. just by like Grandy, just right. north of Cambridge. Right. And you know, he was like, I'm excited. You know, at three a.m. It's tradition. Like, I wonder how many people. Maybe if you're listening, you can put on the shout out page. Like, do the the middle the of the night, thing. midnight opener thing i mean that's a fun tradition you know i'm yeah. sh- like it's pretty cool that's I'm a-, a young man's game i'm seven years <laughs> yeah, old now. yeah hey, yeah ain't gonna be i might well, be i might begin up at three o'clock to yeah, take a leak but yeah, I, not yeah. to catch a fish you're yeah. gonna get up at 4 30 to read the paper but yeah i do i do yeah <laughs> i wonder how that's many cool. people do that that's kind yeah. of a fun thing that is a, that is a great tradition should we do a couple of shout outs before we got byron uh, ellerson as a phone you call mean, uh, i mean uh, uh the uh the baron county yeah, Police let's report. do some baron county this week in baron county uh, oh, this is cool. Uh, three people allegedly mi- manipulated gambling machines at three Barron County taverns. Surveillance video appeared to show Carl Juza holding a $20 bill tied to a string, <laughs> inserting the bill at, at the start of the game, and using the string to pull it out. The receipt balance showed there should have been 280 bucks in the machine, but when the owner looked, there was no money in it. So they got him on surveillance. Oh, that's, my gosh. Wow, that's an old-school thing we used to do with quarters when we were yeah, little. Yeah. A Cumberland man, a Cumberland, Wisconsin man, uh, police say deliberately crashed a vehicle into the city hall on November 16th. He was upset that his son had been charged with some narcotics violations by a Cumberland police officer. This gentleman said he intentionally ran into the building to make a statement, according to the complaint, as he wanted to talk to somebody about the charge and felt that ramming a car into city hall was the best way to get a hold of somebody. Oh my <laughs> it gosh. is. It is. I, I think he probably accomplished his goal. Uh, let's see. A caller wanted to explain. Oh, this is this is Lukey. A caller wanted to explain to dispatch the current situation in America regarding cryptocurrency. <laughs> <laughs> not so good. I'll and tell he, them. And he not called so the, good. He called the police department. A nine one one. Real not, bad right now. <laughs> yeah. A nine one one caller. I don't like that one. That's not very good. Uh, a woman said her property was being destroyed, um, demolished in the nine hundred block of Twenty Third Street in Chautauqua. Whoops. 
the woman was supposed to have moved from the residence a week ago. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She was still in the house. That's kind of fun. Speaking of destroyed, did you guys get that weather? Huh? Oh, the, the storm coming yeah. through? Yeah. Sorry, it was sure. Wednesday night, right? Yeah. Sorry, sure. Yeah, it was a little little sketch right there. Oh, you see that picture going around? Of the, there's a red house in Coon Rapids. I that's drove basically by it. Cut, That's a block away from my dad's place. Oh, crazy. But they were fine there. But uh, yeah, that, was, that picture I saw everywhere. Yeah. Sorry, I'll, sure. No, not sure. I'll just do two more. A caller in the 800 block of 21st Street in Cameron said his neighbor had livestock wandering in the roadway on a regular basis. Deputies went to this guy's house and who had a felony for possession of drug paraphernalia and possession of meth and was taken to jail. <laughs> That's the wrong phone call. <laughs> At 2 o'clock on Sunday, May 8th, a woman said a man she knew had been drinking and attempted to uh, do something ridiculous about his own life. That's what she was saying, right? So she was concerned about his, his health and safety. The caller said the man had bruises on his neck that appeared to be from a suicide attempt. A deputy spoke with a man and said that the man was not suicidal and the marks on his person were hickeys. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Welcome to Barron County, Wisconsin. Hey, going to be right back with Byron Ellerson. He's up at Lake of the Woods, going to give us his fishing report from Walleye Opener. Be right back. You're listening to The Four Outdoorsmen, part of Bob Outdoors. We all know there are a lot of hard water fans out there, and you'd ice fish every day if you could. Sam here. I prefer sunshine, 70 degrees, sight fishing for panfish, or trolling for walleyes. And if you're like me, it's not too early to plan your trip for the opener to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Wait a second. There's no opener on Devil's. Walleye season is open 12 months a year, 24 hours a day. You can keep five a day, 10 in possession, and there's no slot limit. Devil's Lake, a fisherman's paradise. Check out devilsleknd.com. Looking for the perfect northern Minnesota family summer vacation? then you must check out Balsam Beach Resort and RV Camp just south of Bemidji. The fishing on Lake Plantagenet is great, but the emphasis here is family. The cabins are beautiful yet rustic, the grounds perfectly maintained. The beautiful pool is heated, and there are plenty of water toys to keep the kids smiling all day long. See for yourself why many guests return year after year after year, the four outdoorsmen included. Visit balsambeachresort.com. Hear ye, hear ye, the Second Amendment lives. Crocodile Productions Gun and Knife Show is back this Saturday and Sunday at the Almond's Lucky Lady. New guns, old guns, accessories, antiques, and more. Saturday 9 to 5 and Sunday 9 to 3. Only $7 per day. Kids under 12 free with an adult. That's the Crocodile Productions Gun and Knife Show this Saturday and Sunday at the Almond's Lucky Lady. Details at crocodileproductionsinc.com. That's crocodileproductionsinc.com. Blackfish Gear has the apparel you need for all of your outdoor adventures. From rain gear with industry-leading fabric technology to ensure you stay dry in the wettest conditions, to UPF sun protection apparel that keeps you cool and your skin protected on the hottest days. And for those cool and blustery days, our soft shell gear will keep you warm and comfortable with a combination of premium fleece and a windproof and weather-resistant outer layer. You can't choose the weather, but you can choose how to dress for it. Choose Blackfish Gear. Learn more at blackfishgear.com. It is the season of camping, boating, and fishing, and you don't want to be left out because your trailer's broken. Crystal Welding in Maple Grove can fix it and get you back to the outdoors. Crystal Welding offers a wide variety of services, including welding, maintenance, and repairs for all types of trailers. Crystal Welding is your one-stop shop for all of your trailer needs. Go to crystalwelding.com for more information. Crystal Welding. Solutions. Service. Results. Crystal Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? PowerLodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by PowerLodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. 
Hey, it's Jeff Jones here from your no-repeat workday for MyPillow. You know, my wife the other night actually just rolled over in bed and it kind of got real close to me and whispered to my ear, Jeff, I love our MyPillow sheets. At this point, I've actually been sleeping on a MyPillow for longer than I have been married, but there is one thing that I've learned from both of them. I'm not going to go out and try to tell you that MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets are the key to a happy marriage. But it is true that getting a full night's sleep on a MyPillow with your MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets is going to make you feel more rested every morning when you wake up. Up. And that's going to put you and the ones you love in a better mood. Right now is a great time to start when we're talking about getting these MyPillow Giza Dream Sheets at 60% off, starting at $39.99. Go to MyPillow.com, enter the promo code BOB, and you're going to get this offer, plus they've got a whole bunch of other ones that I don't have time to talk about. Or you can call 800-606-7812. Again, go to MyPillow.com, enter the promo code BOB, or call 800-606-7812. You can finally get a good night's sleep at a great price. Susan, I'm sorry I'm late. Traffic is terrible. It sure is. But on top of that, gas prices have been skyrocketing. I can't believe how expensive gas has gotten recently. Prices at the pump are up, but I never pay full price for gas anymore. I just use the free Upside app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the Upside app? Yes, I get real cash back every time I buy gas. And does that actually add up to anything? I've made around $200. Wow. That's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code START for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's promo code START. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, to PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code START for a $5 bonus on your first tank. That's code START for a $5 bonus. And we're back for outdoorsman Strewman, Mark, Sam, Nikki Boy, and Brandon behind the glass. Thanks for listening, to everybody. Let's get right right right, right to it because this is a this is like a, a holy day, isn't it? In the state of Minnesota, not a holiday. That's a blasphemous, but let's go it with sun- uh, no, it is a Sunday. special day. I've it seen, is Sunday. I've seen it is Sunday. That is that's right. Day. But it's not opener today. Walleye, walleye opener there this weekend, and our buddy uh, Byron Ellerson up at Lake of the Woods, eh, he was going to give me a little fishing report today. Byron, how are you, sir? I'm good. Thanks so, for having me on tonight. Yeah, so. it's a lot of fun. So did you just get off the water again, or did you just fish yesterday? Well, I fished today a little bit, but uh, I got to the lake Thursday, and there was ice all over. Yeah. And... Uh, uh, Thir- you know, see, Thursday night, we had a thunderstorm come through, strong southwest winds, and Friday morning it blew the ice to the northeast. But uh, I'm a, you know, Gull Rock Reef is about a mile and a half from shore. There was still ice out there. Wow. And uh, and then Saturday morning it dissipated. The weather was decent at about 5 in the morning. But then by 10 o'clock, uh, uh, storms came. 30-mile-per-hour winds, and the water temperature was 34 degrees. Man, I'll tell you, well, that's no good for walleye fishing. I tell you, you sent me a picture just recently, and I thank you very much. you got a couple of guys there. It looks like you got winter jackets on and stuff, man. That was not a comfortable day. Oh, no, not at all up here, you know, and that, and uh, uh, with the strong winds. But, you know, we fished Twin Islands. I'd say there was like 25 boats out there, and I saw four fish caught. Uh, my buddy Jerry caught like a 25-incher, but fishing was really slow, I assume, because, you know, the ice just went out in really cold water. Uh, uh, then we changed tactics. You know, we tried, uh, I, you know, my old go-to is, is spinnering with minnows. Yeah. And, and tried shallower uh, south of the resort here, and we ended up keeping seven walleyes, you know, all males because they're still milky. Yeah. You know, I'll tell you what, that's, uh, that's, your, that's your go-to, obviously, and, and uh, I'm guessing you're, you're taking my son Nick and his family out June 8th, I believe. I pray to God that uh, the fishing a little bit better June 8th. Of course, the temperature is going to be a little bit better. Oh, <laughs> yeah, the ice will be gone, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's a start. That's a start. I so. Hey, I just got a text from one of my friends, Tim Botoff, as well, and he was on Lake Mille Lacs. He said that he was buckling the wind all weekend, fished hard for two days, Four guys only boated eleven fish, and no slot limit fish. So it's been a tough, tough road to hold for everybody up in that area. 
Oh, yeah, definitely. Well, the weather is such a factor. You know, you're not comfortable, and, and you can't, you know, jig very well because you're bouncing and, and et cetera. But, yeah, with the rain showers in between, I mean, both uh, yesterday yesterday was worse than today, but the winds picked up about 25 today again oh, and cloudy. So, yeah, it just... Not not a nice weekend, but hey, it's an opener. You go fishing. I guess so. Well, not that you invited me, but it's a good thing I didn't go. <laughs> One of these days you'll get me up there. All right, right. so yep. hey, yeah, yeah, no, yes. more than welcome. If you had to make, guys, if, if you so. had, if you had to change anything right now, what would you have done differently? Uh, no, I, I made the good change, you know, for opening fishing here because. You know, spinner and, and, and minnows seem to work because they attack it. Yeah. You know, and that, and, and with the shallower water, you know, we found the, the best spot in like 13 feet of water. Start at 15, down to 9 feet, you know, and, and 13 feet, uh, the males were there. I suppose, you know, females already spawned, so the eggs are there and they're milking. You too. Uh, the picture, the picture that you, you sent to me has showed, I think, six decent walleyes, maybe 16, 17 inches, whatever like that. Did you catch any big ones at all? Uh, just that 25-incher. All right, 125-incher again. Yeah. And, and today, you know, my buddy Andy, he caught uh, a 23-incher, and then we caught two others, you know, two other males again. What's the slot up there again? 19 and a half and under. Well, uh, so uh, four, the... four walleyes, yep, Panette, and then one trophy over 28 inches. And you guys kept a few, I imagine, right? Right, yep. Good for you. Yeah. Good for you. Yep. Well, I, now the weather's changed. Tomorrow is supposed to really be nice down here as well as Tuesday. I imagine the temperatures and whatnot will be the same up near Lake of the Woods. Are you going out tomorrow as well? I plan on going out tomorrow, yep. The wind is supposed to switch to the northwest, and uh, but not be as windy, so that's one good thing. Good for you. But I'll try different places tomorrow. Good for you. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, yeah. every day's a gift you are in the water anyway, and the good news about it is that you, you, you leave your wife alone for a little while, and that's everybody wins. Right, yep. Yeah, exactly. everybody wins. Right. So, yeah, and then our charter business starts next Tuesday. You know, uh, uh, didn't know what the ice out. Yeah, and it was going to be in that, but uh, it it did change fast. We so just talked to uh, warmer temperatures now. We just talked to one of our sponsors, uh, uh, Balsam Beach Resort and RV Park up in uh, just south of Bemidji, Lake Plantagenet. He's just getting his docks out now, and right. uh, it's, yeah. it's it's been tough, tough goal for everybody so far. But our next guest we're going to talk to is Tackle Terry Tuma. He's on Lake Pepin. That's about, oh, 250, maybe 300 <laughs> miles away from where you are. Maybe a little gotta, warmer. 400 miles. It's got to be 350 <laughs> anyway. So I'm guessing it'll be interesting to see if, if the results are different down here with the water temperatures is a little bit different. So, Byron, okay. you take care of yourself. And that uh, Byron Ellerson of uh, Lake of the Woods will stay in touch because you are a great guy. Thanks for the report. And I'm, I'm surprised that it wasn't as good as you'd like because uh, you're the best. You are the best. Yeah. No, I appreciate that very much. And uh, any time to give a report. You know, give me a call. Glad to help. Got it, sir. Take care of yourself, all right? Yep. Thank bye, you. Bye-bye. We got Terry, we got Terry on? Terry, Strewman of the Four Outdoorsmen, thanks for joining us. Well, you're sure welcome. Great to be on with you guys. Before I forget, your buddy Mark Fisher said hi. Said to said say hi to you. He's, in the, he's, looking, <laughs> he's looking through the glass right now. <laughs> okay. Wave at him too for me, will you? You wouldn't. You wouldn't recognize him. He's got a beard now. I've never seen him with oh a my. beard. Oh yeah, I gotta look over here. He looks like Maynard G. Krebs. Oh, wow. Maynard G. Krebs. Man, he's good looking. Now listen, Terry. You might have been listening to the ter- tackle. Terry Tuma has been around a long time. He teaches seminars all over the place. He's an author. Dot that I. Uh, one of the best, of course, and been around forever. Um, fishes all the time. And I'll tell you what, you might have heard the report a little bit of what was on Lake of the Woods this last weekend, which is not very productive because the weather was brutal. How was your fishing on Lake Pepin, and uh, what were you using for presentation and whatnot? Well, it started out pretty slow. I fished a lot of different spots with some jig and a minnow, which is normally a good producer, and then went to a live bait rig, uh, I should say a three-way swivel rig leech. I uh, kept moving. I fished a ton of spots. Finally honed in on one spot, sort of an inside turn in approximately 11 to 12 feet of water. And uh, the minnow rig with the three-way was definitely the big plus factor. Boy, good for you. Now, you've been. Uh, Mark was sharing with me that I think you have a place on Lake Pepin, right? Yes, we do. You know, I've never been on that body of water. And uh, that's a lot. Of, it's a big body of water. I know that. 
Yeah, it really is. And you've got a lot of shoreline stuff. You've got a few points out there. Otherwise, it's uh, somewhat you've got a channel, of course, and sort of a basin in a sense of the word. But there's a lot of structure to fish, a lot of riprap to fish. So it's a, really a good, productive area. Terry, hey, it's Mark here. Thanks for calling in uh, and talking with us. I heard you on the radio on Saturday, so I'm like, we got to get Tackle Terry Tuma on again. Now, people don't really talk about Lake Pepin as one of the big productive fisheries. Uh, do you think it's a hidden gem? Or do you think it's uh, worth worth some hype? Well, um, I think the fishery has taken a, a little bit of a hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, they reduced the limits out there. Um, you know, it, it's a border water, so it gets it from, you know, Iowa, uh, Minnesota, of course, Wisconsin, uh, Illinois people. Uh, but it, it is, you know, I think right now, too, for uh, anglers, uh, it uh, has quite a big jumbo perch population, mm-hmm. crappie and sunfish, uh, and, of course, large and smallmouth bass. So it's not only the walleyes out there. There's a lot of other species uh, to be pursuing. Terry, is it affected when uh, we had such a torrential rainstorm a couple days ago? Is is the is the fishing there really affected by rain and water levels? Yeah, it really was. The water uh, came way up. Of course, the wa- uh, water clarity was very, very dirty, mm-hmm. and um, many people I did not see catch a fish at all, uh, and a lot of them were off the water by 10 11 o'clock 11 o'clock uh, especially and uh it was pretty limited with fishing pressure this year uh, partially i'm sure due to the weather conditions the heavy rainfall but it was just a gorgeous day to be out there oh i bet hey terry speaking of that i'm not going to get a chance to get on the water till wednesday in shatek we have a cabin in shatek wisconsin and and uh, it's on a chain of six lakes it's been a beautiful day today it's going to be gorgeous tomorrow and Tuesday, then all of a sudden the weather is, is going to be dripping. The, uh, the temperatures are going to drop. It's going to be like 55 or 60 degrees with a little bit of wind. How is that going to change what's happening today? What do I do to make the, make the, the fishing productive as compared to today's temperatures and whatnot? Well, I think, first of all, what I would do is uh, sort of downsize whatever you're going to be doing. Look for fish a little bit deeper. Right. Uh, you know, if, if you're going to use a live bait rig, uh, working very, very well. Leeches and crawlers are going to be very productive. Uh, it's going to be sort of finesse and slow. And then, too, uh, I'm going to be throwing crankbaits on Pepin. I think there's nothing wrong with throwing crankbaits with water temperatures when you're hovering in the red right around the low 60s. Well, that sounds good to me. How deep when you're doing uh, crankbaits? I've never, I've never fished for walleyes just with, specifically with crankbaits. How deep do you normally go with those? It varies. Excuse me. Uh, we use lead core, so we can go quite deep, um, and so you can adjust the, uh, adjust your depth according with the lead core and the line counter reels. But the biggest factor here that those crankbaits must get into the strike zone where those walleyes are at. Oh, yeah. Otherwise, you're just not going to catch them. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense to me, and that's what that's what electronics are for. That's right. Electronics yeah. and sometimes a little trial and error, but uh, it works out there really. It's, it's really a great way. You can also throw crankbaits with a three-way swivel rig, too. Uh, but uh, lead core is really uh, much easier, if you will. The biggest plus uh, factor with lead core uh, versus uh, three-ways, with a three-way, you can really get that crankbait exactly where you want it I mean, yeah. uh, versus lead car. The lead car has a tendency to sort of swing a little bit, if you will, but with uh, with three-way swivel, you're really getting dialed into where those fish are exactly at. You know, you were talking about tr- trial and error, and I think this weekend held true for you, because we spoke yesterday. You weren't doing squat when I talked to you yesterday, and you ended up, how did you end up doing at the end of Saturday? Well, I ended up uh, with a limit of fish. Oh, I boy. Uh, found, finally found a spot. Um, just move, move, move. Keep working, 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 and keep trying different uh, ways of catching these fish. And then I did find a spot that I probably filled out in about less than uh, 45 minutes. Hey, Terry, talk about, uh, we're talking about Terry, Terry Tuma, Tackle Terry Tuma. He's got articles all over the place, and uh, it's fun to read and fun to learn from you. You talk about... Uh, Lake Pepin and Jumbo Perch. Everyone's got Jumbo Perch. What's your def? If what is your d- idea of a Jumbo Perch? How big? Oh, anything that's going to be right around twelve inches. Okay, because that's yeah, eleven to yeah. eleven to fourteen. Oh, that's a big fish. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is a big fish. Yeah, yeah. but there's uh, several, and the biggest factor there to their hard to find, uh, but also to just gorgeous. 
gorgeous colors. I mean, they're just beautiful fish, but um, they're getting more and more abundant. Same thing with the bass. The bass fishery is unbelievable. Is uh, is uh, jumbo perch fishing on Lake Pepin more productive in the summer or the winter? I think it's in the summer. Oh, really? That's... I, yes, but you know, your you know, jumbo perch or perch in general will be pretty much associated with the walleyes. Uh, different, you know, same area, so to speak, but not mixed under most conditions. Uh, but um, yeah, but you know, there again, too, uh, because of that jumbo perch factory. I don't know how many people are pursuing them in the wintertime. Right. Terry, we're going to let you go. we got another guest coming up. You'll love it. If you get a chance, go to mybobcountry.com and listen to the second half of the show. You would absolutely love it. Uh, I'm glad you had a... It's a whale of a story. It's a whale of a story. I'm glad you had a great opening weekend, have a a successful fishing season in 2022. And with your permission, uh, we're going to lean on you once in a while for some advice. Well, thank you. I always feel free to give me a call. Always happy to visit with you guys and to the angling public. Otherwise, have a great rest of the afternoon, evening, and take care, everybody. Every day's a gift. Take care, young man. Thanks a lot. Yep, we're going to be right back with the two young ladies, Julie and Liz from California. And i got to find the name of their town. It's a beautiful-sounding town. But they had some interesting uh, situation with a whale just off the coast of California. Listen to Total Country Bob FM anytime, anywhere, online at mybobcountry.com. Thanks to Aurora Asphalt and Concrete. Go to aurora-asphalt.com for a free, quick estimate. You've heard us talk about Devil's Lake for quite a while now, and there are many, many reasons why. To think that 30 years ago, Devil's covered about 85,000 acres. Today, that same body of water is over 160,000 acres, and that story alone brings the curious to visit this wonderful place. But it's the no-slot limit on walleyes with five a day and ten a possession. That's bringing the four outdoorsmen to Devil's Lake as often as we can. Devil's Lake, North Dakota, rated one of the top five fisheries in the entire country. Visit devilslakend.com, and thanks. Dezeal Heating and Air Conditioning has let the dogs out. And their two fur deal is back. If your furnace and air conditioner are over 10 years old, they could roll over and break down. Let Dezeal help you fetch a free air conditioner with their two fur deal. For a limited time, when you purchase a furnace, you get a free AC unit with a free UV package. Dezeal Heating and AC, serving Wright County and the West Metro. Details online at DezealHVAC.com. That's D E Z I E L HVAC.com. What's the difference between a good net and a great net? Simple, it's all in the features. The Fortis nets by Clam Outdoors are tough, safe on fish, easy to use, and are backed by a limited time warranty, so you can count on your landing net catch after catch. Available in a wide array of options for all types of anglers, choose from various hoop shapes and sizes, handle lengths and colors. You pick the net that fits your fishing needs and style the best. Learn more at clamoutdoors.com. Balsam Beach Resort, the only resort on Lake Plantagenet, and that's five miles south of Bemidji. With 2,500 acres of pristine waters, you're going to find some of the best fishing northern Minnesota has to offer. Balsam Beach has been owned by Patty and Clint for nearly 30 years, so you know they treat their guests as family. There's something for everyone from swimming, biking, hiking, daily activities, even Friday night bonfires, or just relaxing in the sun. Let the simple pleasures of fresh air and sunsets do their magic at Balsam Beach Resort. Tired of power sport dealers not having what you want? Sick of supply chain issues excuse? Power Lodge currently has the largest inventory of CF Moto ATVs, UTVs, and side-by-sides in stock in Minnesota. The 2022 CF Moto lineup is better than ever and comes stocked with lots of great accessories like winches, roofs, USB charging ports, handguards, and more. Work smarter and play harder with CF Moto. Stop by Power Lodge in Ramsey or Onamia to see why CF Moto is the fastest growing brand in the power sports industry. All right, thank you very much, Brandon. I'll tell you what, after our show, The Four Outdoorsmen, at 7 o'clock is Real Talk Outdoors with the guys, so uh, check them out as well because those guys will actually know what they're talking about. We don't. We just BS, man. But uh, So Real Talk Outdoors at 7 o'clock. We're good warm-up acts. We are. <laughs> yeah, we are. From mybobcountry.com. We have to have Julie. Yeah. Hi, Julie. Hi, Julie. How are you? Hi. I'm and doing great. How are you? Every day's a gift, young lady. And, and Liz... 
I'm going to say Catriel. No, Catriel. You did it. Catriel. Are you guys? Catriel. You guys are right next to each other in the same house or same room or something right now, right? Uh, well, we're in the same uh, house. What was that? The same room. Echoey. Okay. Well, let's have some fun. I tell you what, this is this is interesting. You guys, just from the conversation I had with Liz and Julie. You were like oil and water. You guys are different personalities, man. It's, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun because it seemed to me that Julie, you guys will tell the story. You had Sam. That's about the 10th time you've done that today. My <laughs> Lord. He just plugged out my ears, yeah. girls. I'm sorry about that. Anyway, so you, you had a hard time convincing Liz to go kayaking one day. I mean, Right. Yeah. And has she been in a kayak She's since? Not, Liz, have you been in a kayak since? I'm sorry. I can't yeah. hear She's not as adventurous as I, I am. I'd been out on the kayak the day before with my husband. So we were seeing a ton of whales out there the day before. And I came back and she was staying with me at that time. And I asked her to go with me because I, did, I wanted to go back out and see them again. They were so gorgeous. And she said no. Um, <laughs> but I talked her into it, saying that the kayak is super safe and stable, would never turn over. So come on out. It's safe with me. And Liz, will you ever trust her again? <laughs> yes. He's my best friend. You're a, what we're talking you about. Talk me into it. Oh, yeah. We're talking with, with, to uh, Liz and, and Julie from, hang on, I got it right here, uh, San Luis Obispo, California. How does that? Pretty good? Pretty good. San Luis Obispo. Well, you said it a lot quicker than I did. These two young ladies decided to go on a, on a kayak thing and, and, and watch the whales, which I've never done. And I know it's very, very popular. Uh, what month do the whales usually come in and feed? They come yeah, into you know, Avila, Avila Beach uh, usually around um, either fall in the, you know, October, November time, and sometimes in the spring around now, actually, or, or um, May, June, about uh, around school graduation, because a lot of time I remember seeing that many wells was when my son graduated from, from high school. So in the fall and the spring, we migrate through here. I know, and I, I, uh, I read your story, and it's obviously it's, it's amazing. I'm, a, I'm an old person, so I still get Reader's Digest. It's a lot of fun, you know, and, and uh, mm-hmm. I, I enjoy that. Tell the story for the one millionth time. You guys just got out there, and you're lazily floating around in the bay watching these whales, just feeling very – it must have been exciting for the first couple of minutes. How long before, but from the time you first saw a whale, before the whale decided to come take you guys down? How long – what, what, well, what, how long was that? Um, I think I understood the question, but she talked me into going, so I went out apprehensively, and up oh, there goes my dad. And uh, so I got in the kayak. We were out in the water, and I was really, really nervous because you could see them way out in the distance, and there were so many people out there. There was well watching boat, and they were coming in close to the end of the pier between two piers and they were uh, there were a lot of them so we caught captured our eye we captured a couple of whales and kept our eye on them and uh, decided just to kind of watch where they went because I was learning a lot while I was in the kayak with Julie and I, I got really comfortable and gave her my paddle and I had um, just a phone in a little plastic uh, cover around my neck and so I was trying to capture the breaching and I was learning that when they came up and went back down, there's like an oil slick so you can tell where they were. So you don't want to go there, but you don't know where they're going. So you kind of wait for them to come up somewhere else. And they were work, they work in pairs. So I was just in awe of the serenity of all of it and all of the wildlife that they bring in with them, like the seals and the, and the pelicans and the birds and the, just all of the nature out there. So it was quite real for me and to experience that and I was getting real excited about seeing them so I relaxed a little bit <laughs> and so we were rowing out a little bit further and I was filming with my with the phone and um, decided you know that I wanted to see them breach some more and when we would get too close Julie would stop because she knew I was getting a little anxious because she had the paddle I didn't and um, so that's that's when we saw them, and we just followed those two whales for a while and watched their behavior and watched others' behavior. There were people out there on paddle boards, and the whales were going in between them. Wow. And just coming up and going back down so gracefully, coming up and going back down. And I was just in awe. That was it. And Julie had seen it the day before, so she knew what I was going to see. And she can tell you the difference between the days. Um, first time yeah, she went we out, the time she took me. When- when Liz and I were there, we were probably there an hour to an hour and 15 minutes or so, 
um, following the whales before our incident happened, for sure. You know, you're talking about if there's if there's paddleboarders out there, you must have felt extremely comfortable in a kayak if someone's willing to stand on a on a surfboard and, and be within a, a hundred yards or 150 feet of these whales. I would have felt very comfortable. You mentioned that there was once once they come up and get some fish and they go back down, they leave like an oil slick. And you thought, well, if they just they you went toward that oil slick because you figured they've already been here, they probably won't come back. Did, was that just in your own head, or did you find learn that someplace, or did you read about that someplace? Oh, it's just from experience of going the day before, um, and you know, watching them from we've been on wheel watching boats and that type of thing. So you know that when you see that slick and they've gone down under, they're not going to come up right at the same place. They, oh, yeah. they go other places. Yeah. So she's so she's talking about her. She's got a, a one day experience. So she's she's a she's a you know a scholar of I'm the whale. Yeah. <laughs> and it says here, I love it here. And I found out later that it's recommended to keep 300 feet away. We were more like 60. <laughs> well, I think the length of a whale. Yeah, that that might have been something researched before you went out there. But yeah. All right, tell us what happened then. Well, they come they, when they came up. They just go like straight, right, straight back down. You know, with their body and their head sinks into the water, and it was just so graceful and beautiful. Um, and what happened then? We just. We're yeah, we were just we, we were just sitting there. We were actually waiting for them to come up again because we were ready to go back home. I had to go to work at noon, and it was just getting around ten o'clock. So we were waiting to see where they were going to come up next. And we had been watching where the um, ball fish bait ball would come up out of the water, and you'd hear the crackling sound and turn your camera toward that, and that would be a whale breaching and eating that ball of fish. Yeah. So what happened was we were sitting in our kayak, and the and the bait ball came right up around our kayak, so the fish were jumping out of the water into the kayak and then and didn't know I, the I figured it's got to be really close to here so what what oh, size what size fish are, are are they using for bait what are they eating and what size fish were jumping into your kayak and then you realize at the time if these bait fish are coming here there might be something chasing it well yeah. we said they were oh, God, small something's going to happen and it's going to happen any minute and we just don't know where and wasn't like two seconds after that that the, the whale came up with its mouth wide open i was in the front julie was in the back tipped the kayak and and then i'm looking i'm looking at something different than she is so we have a little bit different experience i'm looking into the upper jaw of the mouth and it's all white and i'm sticking my arm out like i'm going to ward off a whale and i'm screaming <laughs> and you can hear it on the phone and um that's an iphone for you it even went underwater so when we when i slipped out of the kayak we had life vests on. The kayak kind of flipped to the right, and Julie was tipped up like she was up higher than I was. Right. was. So okay. I was flipping out, and she had her had the paddles, and you could see her arm and and the paddle out of the mouth. So she slipped in after me. So we're both now in the water. The kayak is upside down on top of the water, and we learned later, not at that moment, obviously, that that we were in the mouth of the whale, but we just were in the water floundering. First of all, I thought it was going to get crushed. So that was a life thought, life and death thought. And then yeah. the next thing, you know, we were in the water. We didn't know at that moment that we were in the mouth of the whale, but it was turmoil under there. And you could see with the phone, the fish floating by and the baleen of the inside of the mouth of the whale. And we, we had our film go slow motion. Two people were filming it and one stand alone photographer out there was pointing in our direction and took still shots and all this happened so quickly um that underwater i thought i was going to drown so that was the second thought i had <laughs> julie had a different take <laughs> and what was your take julie yeah so um so when the whale came up underneath the kayak you know she went downward right into the mouth of the kayak and i went up into the air about six feet or so and just dumped into the water so at the time I thought I was just in the ocean, and my thought was, I have to get air, I have to get up, and then I popped right up out of the water. So we, I was only in the whale's mouth maybe three or four or five seconds from the time, from the time um, the fish came out of the water to the time our heads were up was ten seconds. Wow! So we went in the mouth wow. of the whale, and it felt like we were in a wave. Like if you've ever um, but done bodyboarding, or you know, in California, everyone knows about how this feels, but. When you're in the wave and you're kind of rolling around, like in a washing machine, basically, 
And then my I thought, thought was, if I, I have to find the surface, but since we had our life jackets on, we just popped out of the water. And then I was where's Liz, and I turned to my right, and she popped right out of the water. Oh, my God. Um, and then, and there then was a, the, the kayak was upside was down another... right in front of us. And then the yeah. whale, there was another whale, the uh, mate to that whale was right behind that kayak. Were you um, ever, so when, you, top of the whale. when you got into the, whale, the whale's mouth, both of you guys, and, and the whale went back down, was the mouth totally closed when you were in the whale's mouth? Well, it came down. I'm on not sure about that. Was popped down and he let us out, thankfully, and instead of going deeper, we didn't, you know, that any number of things could have happened. He could have taken us down deep, but he wasn't looking for people. He was looking for fish. Yeah. He probably the heck is this? <laughs> yeah. so I don't think we, it was. I don't think it was all the way closed, only because my arm was sticking out of the mouth. But when it went into the into the ocean, you can see it slow motion. Its mouth is closed down on my arm, and I'm going in the water, and I'm inside. So we were almost all the way inside, but my right arm was sticking out. Wow, Sam's got a question for you. Yeah. First of all, thanks for coming on and telling us a story. My mouth is open, like listening to this whole thing. Yeah. I'm like, oh my gosh. So this is kind of a, a random question you might not even remember, but like, how big of it? How big was it inside the mouth? As well, big as we couldn't touch anything. Wow. It was like being in a swimming pool or an ocean. How many? How many Jonah's jokes have you heard in the last two years? <laughs> oh, quite a few. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some, some, yeah. You know, we, we've done interviews with TV shows and um, radio shows and, and other things all around the podcast, things all around the world, and um, they have they've done really nice little cartoons with us, and it, so it's been kind of kind of cool. Hey, Julie, the whale. And, yeah, Julie, reading the story, it seemed to me like you actually felt comfortable, like you were at ease and just. When you were there in only for five, ten seconds, whatever it was, did you feel comfortable, like, I'm okay here? Well, the thing was, I didn't know I was in the mouth of the whale until I saw the videos. Oh, so, man. I, so so I, I was just, I was, I was worried because Liz was scared of the ocean, so I was like, we got to get back in the kayak, and then I had to go to work. So my feeling was, okay, <laughs> let's solve this problem and there were a lot of people around including a firefighter and he came up and said let's make sure you have all your limbs which i questioned why would i need to worry about that i was just dumped into the ocean yeah right but he but he knew better but so I knew we made sure we had our arms and legs and we got back in the kayak and went back home and we had lost the keys <laughs> that's, that's our car. So yeah, that's that's boring. that's yeah. They they just got eaten by a wheel, and she's pissed off because she lost her car keys. Sam's got another question. So when you were late for work, did your boss think it was like a dog ate my homework type of thing, or did she, they believe you? Yeah, it was my husband, and we were we're, we're physical therapists, so we own the business. So I just called him and said I'd be a few minutes late, and by the time I got there, there was actually people that had seen the video already on like tiktok or something wow. hey julie julie and liz how can we see this video i looked at your facebook page and uh you are a very healthy young lady i know you're a physical therapist i think and uh i should after we get off the show i'll, I'll give you a call and have you t- fix my knee for me my left knee is shot but, but how do uh how do uh how do someone see this video or more photographs of the event by the professional photographer and whatnot the pictures are on. Uh, um, it's, it's. Go ahead, Liz. We have the pictures, and you know we probably could show them to you, um, Julie. We have them. They, if I if I didn't, right, yeah, on, the I videos would. are on YouTube. The videos on YouTube, and if you look up the the t- city was Avila A V I L A Beach, California. I just found it. Okay. And you look up kayaker, kayaker, and whale, and you'll find it. Unbelievable. Right. Unbelievable. When I mentioned earlier about uh, I, in the mouth of the whale, I was the one that saw the inside of the upper jaw trying to ward it off. So it made sense after we heard later that we were in the mouth that that was a possibility. But when we're rowing back into the shore, we were dead silent. And I'm just shaking my head going, did that just really happen? Really? You, you know what, Liz? <laughs> Liz, you, you, you even having your eyes open, even if it was only for five to ten seconds, just blows me away because if, if I'm going overboard in a boat or a kayak and not having an idea what's going on, I don't think my eyes are open. You actually had your eyes open inside the whale's mouth. Inside the whale, underwater, and um, I was afraid because I thought I was going to drown because I didn't know which end which end was up. Yeah. You know, I never, and I, I don't go into the ocean. And my daughter even said they were telling her, "You don't know who that was. That was your mom." 
Oh, my God. And trending and whatever they do, you know, whatever happens, it just was all over the place. And she goes, no, 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 you don't know my mom. She doesn't get in the ocean. <laughs> I'd rather be on a lake. In a <laughs> that's funny. You know, you guys must have done some research after this happened because whales, if they wanted to, if they were dangerous animals to human beings, they would have chewed you up or something. Do they have big teeth or not at all? They don't have teeth, do they, they really? They have no teeth. Oh, heck, I no, could do that. Humpback. Humpbacks have baleen, and their throats are about the size of grapefruit. So they filter the krill, and, and they do eat the small fish, but they filter everything through their baleen, and then they only eat what can fit through their, their throat, which is you know, grapefruit size. So six inches made me max across. I can see so you. So they uh, spit everything else out. I can see your hand outside the little blowhole waving, waving everybody and all that, but, you know. Uh, I'm telling you what, this is this is as as exciting as can be. So, Liz, you have are you kayaking now regularly? No, we went back out for the UK. The, the UK wanted to do a a six part series, and we were number six. I think it was catastrophe kind of episodes that have a good ending. And they came and filmed us, and they wanted us to go back out in the kayak and do the kayaky thing on in the ocean, and we did it. Good I did you. it. Good but for there you were no guys. Good for you guys. I'll tell you, Liz and, and Julie, thanks for joining us on the Four Outdoorsmen. It's a wonderful story. I'm glad you guys are safe. And this is something you'll be able to share with your grandkids someday. And and uh, they'll never believe you. They'll never believe you. Hey, thanks for being on the Four Absolutely. Outdoorsmen. Uh, keep kayaking and stay in shape and be safe. And thanks for being on the Four Outdoorsmen. All right. Thank, Thank you guys so much. You better take care, ladies. Bye bye. Wow. Uh, that's a story there. That's a story there. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Four Outdoorsmen. Let's wrap it up. Uh, thanks for our sponsors and all of our guests and whatnot, but we got to get to Real Talk Outdoors, so Mark's got something to say. Get outside and make some memories.